0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey Podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio. He's back with today's diva writer. You've been here before, Mr. Travis Brewster.
1: Thank you for having me back.
0: Travis, you were here for Revelation 21.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Great episode. Lots of courage to tackle Revelation. (laughs) And at that time, you shared your story. So we'll link that episode in the description. We're just going to dive right in. Sounds good. Exodus 31. I look at at least the first chunk of this chapter, and I immediately think Watermark Comms team, because their mission statement is reflecting—that's where all the graphic designers, filmmakers, all the creative people at the church work—their mission statement is reflecting our Creator. We make things that point to Jesus and build up His church. And they use this passage to talk about how does God utilize or deploy creativity. But if I hadn't been on the Watermark comms team, and as I'm sure most people do, I can look at Exodus 31 and just kind of glaze over it. Who are these guys? Their names are hard to pronounce. And why should I care? How would you respond to that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Well, the the passage here in Exodus 31 matters uh, when you consider the context of what's actually happening. Up until this point, God had been Uh, giving Moses the commands for what the tabernacle is going to look like, what the stuff in the tabernacle is going to look like, uh, how to make it, and so on. And at this point, what God tells Moses is he's actually going to fill Bezalel and Oholiab with the Spirit of God. And uh, reading in the ESV in verse 3, it says, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship. Um and so he's going to fill them with the spirit of God in order to make all of the parts for the tabernacle, all the stuff that's going to go in it, the tent itself, all the structures and so on. Um now I think when we read that passage, uh it's kind of odd sounding. Why of all people does God fill these two guys with his spirit? Um and why does he need to fill them with his spirit in order to make some stuff? right? But what's going on here is connected to Genesis chapter 1, right? When we read in Genesis chapter 1, we encounter that um, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the f- face of the waters. Um, and so the Spirit of God is present at the beginning
0: at creation.
1: to create the world. And so, when we think about the creation in Genesis 1, by connecting it to this passage and others, we actually can see that God's purpose in creation was to create a place for Him to dwell with man, to be with mankind. And so, that's, that was the earth's purpose. Um, but when mankind sinned and was removed from the garden, basically that purpose was fractured, right? Sure. And so, in Exodus 31... Uh, The Spirit of God is filling Bezalel and Oholiab to craft the place where God will dwell, the tabernacle. It's been said before that the the tabernacle is literally a microcosm, literally a small world or cosmos. Um, And so the tabernacle is meant to be a small version of the whole world where God is actually going to dwell with man. And so the Spirit of God is filling um, Bezalel and Oholiab to craft the place where God is going to dwell.
0: That's fascinating.
1: In that, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, And in that, the the words that that, uh, are in Hebrew there, ability, intelligence, and knowledge, um, are actually the same words, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, that is used to describe how God creates the world or created the world uh, in Proverbs 3:19 and 20, it says, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open and the clouds dropped down the dew. So it's those same three Hebrew words that are being used to describe how Bezalel and Oholiab will craft the tabernacle. How does that apply to us? You know, you could still ask the question, okay, that's kind of an interesting connection. Why does it matter that the that the tabernacle is this small cosmos and the Spirit of God is building it? What matters because when we turn to Ephesians 2.22, says, in Him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So good. So just like God created the world as a place for him to dwell with man through his spirit and then his spirit fills Bezalel and Oholiab to craft the tabernacle now because of what Jesus has done for us which he says in him that's in Christ we are being built into a dwelling place for God by the spirit and so the spirit is the one who uh, creates the place where God dwells and so in Christ we are new creations right Mm -hmm. by the Spirit, we are made into a new creation, which is the place where God now dwells. So cool. And so, and Paul says right before that in verse 21, he says, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Um, So where the Spirit is present, the Spirit is creating or recreating a place for God to dwell. And that's what he's doing. The
0: Spirit is present. The Spirit is creating or recreating a place for God to dwell. That's so good yeah, thanks, Travis. What else you got? where Where does this leave us?
1: So another interesting connection, connecting it back again to Genesis chapter one, is that the the creation account in Genesis one climaxes with, uh, at the beginning of chapter two, the seventh day on which God rests. Uh, and so similarly, here in exodus thirty one, the story of Bezalel and Oholiab being dwelt in by the Spirit to build the place where God is going to dwell, it climaxes with the command to keep the Sabbath. And so he says uh, in verse 13, You are to speak to the people of Israel and say, Above all you shall keep my Sabbath, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. Uh, and he says in verse 17, it is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days the Lord made the heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. So when God makes the world, his design is that humans, which he makes on the sixth day, would actually enter into his rest. Humans were not meant to uh, labor as slaves, which is what many of the cultures around Israel believed was why the gods made humans at all, hmm. so that they could basically so they could just work. labor and work, work all for day. the gods. But every day. Every day. And hmm. so God is commanding the Sabbath to the people of Israel as a reminder that they've been made to enter into that rest with him, that they are not just slaves, but they're actually free people that he loves and that he cares about. And so when he commands them to keep the Sabbath, What he's doing is he's giving them a sign and a covenant, basically, that would make them a distinct people from all the cultures around them. And he is having them uh, basically repeat a practice that over and over again would teach them what he's really like. Hmm. Now, when we get to the New Testament, then we're, we're no longer under the law. And so we don't have to keep the Sabbath as a command in the same sense, but we can still read this passage and get something out of it because the fact that God made the world in six days and then rested on the seventh and commanded his people to rest reveals to us that there's, there's something in the pattern of the world that God has made where we need rest.
0: You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. I, I feel that.
1: Yeah, and I mean, when you think about our modern world, I would say that's one of the things we need the most. In our modern Western world, the thing we have probably the least is rest. And by rest, I don't just mean, you know, being able to switch your brain off and watch Netflix, right? That's entertainment. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between rest and entertainment. And what God is uh, desiring for His people here is is really rest, And so, my wife and I have actually practiced Sabbath for the last several years not as a legalistic command or something that we think we have to do to please God, but because we've actually found it to be a practice that was really helpful to us in drawing closer to Jesus. And what that looks like for us is we set apart uh, Saturday night dinner until Sunday dinner as a time where uh, we're going to, one, put down our phones. and so. At various times, we've been better or worse about not being on our phones all day. And we're going to spend time delighting in his creation, delighting in people that we love and that kind of thing. And so for us, the way that practice has looked is Saturday night dinner, we keep uh, to ourselves. So we don't typically have people over and that kind of thing, but it's our family dinner. And we sit around the table and we look at each other and, and we talk, right? We don't watch TV while we're eating dinner or something like that. And then on Sundays, we try to be outside a lot. Uh, we try to enjoy going on walks.
0: You go to church, I would think.
1: We do go to church. Okay. Yeah, okay. that too. <laughs> <laughs> but so we, so we try to make sure that we don't leave tasks for Sundays. So you know, laundry and paying bills or whatever little tasks, sure. we try to put those all on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're going to have lunch and that kind of thing on Sunday, we try to get groceries all on Saturday so that we can leave Sunday open as really a day of rest.
0: That's that's super sweet, Travis. I'm encouraged. I wish I could hear more and ask you more questions. We're out of time. So thank you for being here. Thanks thank for you for letting studying. me come on again. Of course. We'll have you back and you can give us more um, more ways we can prioritize rest and engage with our community and our friends and family well. So thank you. Our social media contest is still going strong. Share this episode. Let us know you're on the journey. Tag Watermark Church. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast?